Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Maxwell, and I'm here with the trusty ginger bow hunter himself, and we are laughing about deer hunting songs. Jacob. Oh, man. Well, not just deer hunting songs. I mean, Cletus takes the take the reels. I mean, it was a classic. 
so. fishing song. Yeah, pretty bad at hunting deer. That's a good one. She shot my buck. Um, the spotlight glows. That's that one's... <laughs> <laughs> and the bullet strikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what are what are the other ones? I hunt deer in posted places. Uh, dude, this is that one. That's a great one. <laughs> Man, I know there's a bunch more, but I can't remember any of them now. Oh my gosh, man. We used to laugh so hard. We'd like ride around listening to those songs while we were hunting, man. It was, God, we had a good time. Yeah, well, Zach Eccles know all about that if he's listening. But, anyways, okay. Yeah, got totally sidetracked right off the bat. But this is our, uh, our year ender episode because on the day this drops, which is tomorrow, mm-hmm. it'll be New Year's Eve. So it's the last podcast of the year. Mm, 2018. It's been a good one. It's been a good one. So we started this whole shebang in February, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Started out in turkey season. Had a had a really good run in turkey season. Had a pretty good summer, and then hopefully this, this fall we've done a great job. Um, I feel like we have. I feel like we've done pretty good for this mm-hmm. being our first deer season. I would definitely, I, I definitely know some things that we'll do differently next year for deer season, but, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so for this episode, we're just gonna kind of do like a little recap of what's been going down, and we're also gonna tell you about some pretty exciting future plans that are coming up next week and the week after that. Kind of get y'all filled in on that stuff, and other than that, just kind of shoot the breeze. So, uh, Jacob, what's first on the itinerary? Man, I don't know. I mean, as a, as a season recap, which I mean, we still have a lot of season left in in Alabama. But um, oh yeah, dude, I got a month and ten days. Tennessee is pretty much done for me. Uh, I'll get back to Tennessee. Unless you're on, Cat Man, and then he's going out stacking up does every day. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, season goes on public land until I, I believe January the sixth. Don't hold me to that, but I got to double check. Um, so hopefully, I'll be able to try to get out before we go to Kentucky. Uh, later on this week, but not trying to jump ahead of anything. So, you know, Tennessee's been great for me so far. Um, so super excited, you know, about how kind of that season turned out. Uh, you know, kind of wish I would have maybe tagged out on uh, one other buck, preferably either the, the real big deer I found on public land or possibly that real good deer I've got on private land up there. Uh, the but other G2 all, buck. Yeah, the G2 buck, man. And yeah, if, you're, if you're a reader of Alabama Outdoor News Magazine, uh, for the January issue – my article in there, it's like the first one. It's like on page 12. Uh, that There's like a big old buck right at the front of that article. That's the one that Jacob's trying to kill. <clears throat> yep, yep. I took it's that. It's a G2 on, buck. I took that photo slash video on the first hunt back in that property since the velvet hunt in August. So that was pretty you, awesome. Where you killed that goofy looking buck. Yeah, goofy looking buck. Which yeah, you didn't kill him, but you killed his buddy. Yeah, I killed his buddy, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately for me, unfortunately for his buddy. Um, yeah, you ruined his day. Uh, very much so, man. He just, hey, he, he was too inclined to check out the doe that ran underneath my stand, so it is what it is. Or actually ran underneath my saddle. They're just like people, man. They get after the ladies, they get into trouble. Yeah, man, it's like a teenage boy. It's just it's bad. It's bad news all the way around. Jeez. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, I look at my younger brother, my youngest brother, who's a, who's a senior in high school. My like, God, man. That's just, it's just a lot of trouble waiting to happen. So it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Been there, done that. But yeah, so Tennessee was awesome. Alabama has been fairly good so far. I have not laid eyes on a mature buck yet in Alabama, uh, which to be honest, I haven't hunted a whole bunch down here. 
probably all together have had, I don't know, five sits, six sits maybe. Um, but, you know, saw some deer this afternoon, went down to our family farm, had a hell of a time, take my little brother out there, had a film, was filming him, uh, had a small buck come within five yards of our shooting house, which is the first time I sat in a shooting house for like a year and a half. It's, it was kind of weird because like in a shooting house, at least the ones that we have that have windows on them, you don't really hear what's going outside. So it's kind of weird. It's like eerily quiet. And when a deer pops out right there in front of you, it kind of catches you off guard. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> And saw yeah. some do- saw some does and stuff, but uh, man, how about you? I mean, you know, you your season kind of turned around kind of late, which I mean, you still got a lot of time left. But man, it like it was kind of downhill for you. And then all of a sudden, you, you killed your buck, and then you know, within a couple of days later, you shot your freaking six and a half year old doe. Yeah, old Doreen, man, old Granny Nanny. Um, about about by the way, about shooting houses and stuff. Like me and you were kind of like diehard public land guys, and we're all about like being mobile, and and we're hunting out of these saddles, and and we're hunting out of you know lock-ons and everything. And late last year, which last year is when we kind of started doing the whole like super mobile setup, or at least when I did. Yeah, yeah. And I went up, I went up to Marshall County, Alabama, and hunted our friend Jamie Monahan's property, and. Uh, I ended up killing a doe up there, but when I killed that doe, I was sitting in a ladder stand, and dude, I got up in that ladder stand, I was like, what is this, man? It's like a dude, throne. Dude, it's weird. Yeah. It's like a throne up in the tree, dude. I'm like, I'm, this is, I'd be spoiled sitting in this thing. I'm used to like some uncomfortable lock-on stand, you know, like hanging off the side of a tree, and that thing, you could like kick your feet up. You're just like sitting there king of the world on top of this food plot. It was, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. Like, ladder stands, especially, like, double-man ladder stands um, or shooting houses, it's just weird to hunt in after you've been hunting mm-hmm. out of, you know, a lock-on tree stand or, or a saddle for so long. Um, yeah. I mean, you, being in this in this uh, shooting house, man, it was kind of weird because you get in there, I'm like, man, I'm more constricted in this big shooting house than I ever was up in the tree with a saddle or even a lock-on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I can't see really behind me at all without having to get up and kind of like try to look around one of the windows oh yeah like get up and like peek through try and peek through the like the edge of the door to see if there's anything oh yeah yeah which i mean i I I grew up around that kind of stuff yeah and like we built all these shooting houses i mean this shooting house we were in we probably built and put up there it's probably seven years ago it's in a phenomenal location um but it's just one of those things that like and you can't bow hunt out of them i mean we did not bake them big enough to bow hunt which whenever my uncle wants to you know you know, destroy them and rebuild them. I'm, I'm going to tell them we're going to make them, you know, six by six or eight by eight shooting houses so you can shoot your bow out of them. Because uh, mm-hmm. right now they, they sit three guys. It's like eight feet long by, I think it's like three and a half feet wide. I'm going to shoot a plywood. And um, anyways, you know, they're, they're well built, well constructed. But man, it is, I wish you could bow hunt out of them. It'd be sweet. But anyways, yeah. it's just awkward, man. <laughs> I mean, you ain't been in a, you know, a shooting house in so long. You get in one, you're like, dude, this is like, like yeah, first of all, you, you can't hear yeah. what's going on. You can't hear what's going on behind you or anything, and it's just like, oh man, it's just constricting. Especially with, you know, we have uh we have full form windows in ours, uh, slide glass windows. So you know, it really kind of closes out all the noise and you know a lot of the wind and everything on the outside. So it's, it's just awkward. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it like it's it's cool to have those experiences every once in a while. Like I really enjoyed hunting Jamie's property, and it's like a gorgeous place. And sitting in the ladder stand was nice, but. Man, like my my public land game, I would I'd never give it up. I yeah. don't care how much private land I had to hunt. I just for some I was I've been thinking about it all week for some reason because it's just been on my mind because I was just up in North Alabama, uh, like yesterday I guess. <clears throat> so it had me thinking about it, and I'm like, dude, 
you know, I, I know a lot of guys who like have, you know, their little private parcel and it's all they ever hunt. I'm like, I, I think I'd go a little stir crazy, like just hunting one small property over and over again. Or, or it's like uh, Mark Kenyon from Wired to Hunt. You know, he has that story where he just killed that big monster buck on that small property. I'm like, that's great. He killed that monster buck. But I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to, at this point in my life, I don't know if I'd be able to just hang around on the same, you know, hundred acre property or whatever it is for three months. I'd have to get out and go stretch my legs, man. Go see some new areas, explore some new woods. Yeah, that's kind of like our farm. I mean, our farm's like 89 acres. Uh, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, from a couple locations, which it's now, you know, phenomenal hunting just because we harvest timber probably about six years, or probably five years ago when we maintained and managed the areas where we harvest uh, the timber and we cut all the timber. So, you know, some of it we have in native grasses growing up, which is phenomenal. Other places we have it where it's more shrub-like, you know, you got different saplings growing up, but we run fires through there every two years. Um, and it's phenomenal bedding habitat and fawning habitat. So the deer hunting has gotten better. But it's one of those things, like you said, you know, go out there and you get so kind of stuck in your ways. It's like, man, there's no adventure to this anymore. You're like, you're just praying and hoping that you have like a certain buck you got on camera come by, which is, is fine. But, you know, I actually had a conversation with my, one of my uncles over on, on Thanksgiving evening uh, at, at my aunt's house who had a little get together and we were talking and they actually had the article that you wrote in AON Magazine Outdoor um, or Alabama Outdoor Newsletter. And um, they were like, oh, man, you know, it's a pretty cool article. Like, you know, they, they actually really enjoyed the article, which the whole point of that article was talking about, you know, finding deer in overlooked spots. I mean, that's kind of the yeah. whole, the whole yeah. premise of that article. Something, something interesting about that is, like, for some reason, like, I, I struggled writing that article. Like, I struggled, like, constructing it. It's like I knew what to say, and I knew what, did I, what I wanted to put on paper, but, like, putting it into words was difficult. Like, I had a really hard time writing that one, but I've gotten so much feedback on that, dude. I've had a lot of people, like, email me and message me about it, which is pretty cool. So thanks, everyone, who's read it and reached out. Like, I was a little unexpected getting, like, that amount of feedback, but I thought that was pretty cool that I struggled yeah. so much with that article and everyone liked it so much. Yeah, well, my, I mean, both my uncles really enjoyed it, especially the one uncle, which you, you haven't met, but Michael. He uh, <clears throat> He's a hard, hardcore deer hunter but he always has you know two three four leases that he has every year uh or clubs or whatever i mean he has a bunch of property he hunts every year and you, you know he kind of it kind of hit home with him because he kind of started thinking like some overlooked spots on some of these clubs where he's got you know a bunch of members but it's a huge piece of property like you know nine ten thousand acres and there's you know 50 60 members but you know where can he go on these properties where you know a lot of guys are kind of overlooking their walking paths they're not going to go in there and they're hunting fields or whatever so he'd really enjoy the article. But, you know, we started talking. He's like, man, you know, you know, he was asking me, like, so you hunt pretty much public? I'm like, yeah, for the most part. I'm like, and we started talking about, like, getting the leases and stuff and started talking numbers. I'm like, man, I'm like, dude, I can hunt so much public land for, you know, if I'm in Alabama for, like, 25, 30 bucks, I can hunt, you know, hundreds of thousands of acres of public land and not be constricted one spot where if I, you know, if I get a lease, mm-hmm. I get a couple, you know, three, four, five hundred acres or a couple thousand acres. It should cost me anywhere between five hundred dollars all the way up to you know three, four, five thousand dollars, depending on you know if it's just me and a couple guys getting into it, and I'm just yeah. constricted to that. Which that's, that's fine, you know. Some people want to do that; it's awesome. But I'm like, I'd rather kind of roam around and find my own thing and, and you know do it on the cheap and then spend more money on gear. Personally, I'd rather spend more money on gear and and everything with that to go out there and try to have some success. I think it's yeah. more fun. I agree so, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, um, I agree. But see, they're the other way around. You know, my uncles, you know, both of them, I mean, they're, they're killers. I mean, they, they kill good deer every year. But it's like, 
you know, they spend all their money on leasing, but they, you know, they're using the same old gear, which is fine. You know, whatever works for you is fine. I mean, you don't have to have, you know, the newest camera, newest bow, newest four-wheeler, newest whatever, truck, whatever, and, and kill deer. But I'm not trying to say that, but it, it's, you know, I'd rather spend my money on gear because I'm a gear junkie and then hunt a bunch of public land than have all my money tied up on some land that technically I don't even own. I mean, the thing that sucks about leasing is, you know, you put all this work into it, all this work into you know, learning how the deer habits and this and that, and then the next year they could sell it out from underneath you because I've had that happen on family leases. Yeah. I mean, literally yeah. had three thousand acres that got sold out from underneath us within two years, and or, you know, or raise the lease price, or yeah, or that, and then you can't afford it. Exactly, it's ridiculous. Westerville so, does that, I'm pretty sure. Like a lot of dudes in my part of the world lease land from Westerville, and Westerville, I think, I mean, it might have changed, but I feel like when I was younger. Which, I mean, someone might, like, grill me for this because I might be wrong, but it's like you start out low and then, like, the the lease gets more expensive the longer you hold on to it. Like, some dudes are paying over $15 an acre, which is crazy to me. That's crazy. But then then when we were in Kevin Murphy up there in Tennessee, he's like, yeah, there's a dude paying 50 bucks an acre for that uh, that parcel. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, it's it's all regional bucks an acre. Yeah. yeah, it's all regional based. I mean, some guys are complaining about you know it being ten dollars an acre down here, which to be honest, I don't think is that bad. If you get you know get four or five guys together, that's not that bad. But then you go to like Kentucky or Illinois or whatever, and you yeah they're paying you know forty fifty dollars an acre depending on what the property is like, and I mean that's just outrageous. But up there they're like just used to it. I mean they're fine with it because you know they believe that that property is going to be able to hold you know a Boone and Crockett sized buck. We're down here in Alabama. It's just you know that's that's far you know that's very far in, in between of you know quality yeah. of gear like that. So I couldn't yeah. justify it. But again, it's just one of those things. You know, spend your money however you like to. That, that's you know do whatever works for you. Because I told my uncles and they you know they're interested in hunting public land, but they're like you know it's a, it does take a lot of time to really kind of I guess get proficient with it. Because to be honest, you know you and me are definitely not super proficient with it, especially mm-hmm. getting on getting on mature bucks. You know, time and time. You know, we can get on them, but it's like, you know it's kind of kind of hit or miss. You know, we get on for a little bit, and then they kind of disappear, and then we try to get back on this and that. But to get really good at, it, you got to put a lot of time on it. Yeah. So it's just like I was thinking about that too earlier this week, where <clears throat> like throughout this season, we've had like I was thinking about like how many encounters have I had with mature bucks, where like while I was hunting, I saw a mature buck, and I think it's like, uh, God, like maybe three or four times and uh i mean that's not bad having that many encounters you know seeing something while you're hunting and i still got a lot of season left but at the same time i was like you know like the style of hunting that we've kind of adopted because uh it was last year that i kind of adopted the style like i'm going to be extremely mobile i'm going to bounce around a lot and be super aggressive and it's like it's kind of it's like this weird dynamic i've had where it's like I'm having I'm having more fun for sure. I'm seeing more deer on a regular basis uh, for the most part. Early, like the mid season this year, that wasn't the case. I sucked it up mid season. I was doing terrible. Um, but I don't know, dude. It's like when, when you're staying in one spot, I feel like it's easier to kind of maybe move in and and seal the deal on a mature buck, where we're bouncing around everywhere. And I think it might be kind of a little bit harder to kill a specific deer doing that but to me it's more fun and i don't know i don't know where i was going with that do you get what i'm saying yeah I mean, for sure for sure yeah and like our buddy jeff homan you know he, he talks about how 
you know, he can get on a deer like this. But what he does is he's running cameras, which that's kind of like his way to get around everything is, you know, he runs a lot of, he runs quite a few cameras, checks them pretty often, and then he gets a pattern on, on, on a certain deer. So. Yeah, he, he, he backtracks them basically. So he, he puts cameras out, finds a buck, and then basically uh, trot, like assumes where it's bedding. And he, he puts cameras uh, closer and closer to the bedding area until he thinks he's figured out where it's coming from. And then he hunts that spot, which yesterday, he which I guess was Saturday, he killed his top hit, hitless buck. And that's the second one he's killed this year that's like a really good buck. So Jeff is a Yeah, killer. I mean, he's, yeah, and he's got the system down, Pat, which is exactly what... You know, it's something that I want to strive for is kind of have a system down where, you know, it's kind of tried and true and, you know, works, you know, you know, relatively often. It's something that you can go to every year and have some success with it. So, you know, it, it can be done. And you know, this comes down to what kind of effort you want to put into it on public land. But, you know, not trying to beat the, the public land is awesome, you know, horse, you know, anymore. Uh, you know, let's kind of talk about a little bit what's going on uh, this coming week in kentucky yeah so this coming week um i guess thursday of the week that this podcast drops we're going to drive up to paducah kentucky uh it's going to be me you uh my friend colton and his dad uh mr ben george who's my hunting mentor he's he's the guy that kind of taught me a lot of like the nuances of you know small game and big game hunting uh, he's going to be coming with us and we're going to be going up there to hunt with Mr. Kevin Murphy from Meat Eater. Oh yeah. And I'm excited. It's been in the works for quite a few months, I'd say. Um, yeah. So if, if you, if you weren't listening in the summer, which you should, cause we, we put some good stuff out in the summer too. Um, we went up and camped with Kevin Murphy on the Ohio river for a couple days, like two or three days or something like that had an absolute blast we got jacob to stick his arm down a giant catfish's throat uh, it was just a fun time so go find that episode and listen to it because we had a yep. good time we had a good time up there but uh yeah we're good so uh right from the the time that we got there you know we were talking to kevin about coming and hunting with him after hearing all of his stories and he's got quite a few of them and we actually squirrel hunted with him uh we weren't really trying to squirrel hunt but the opportunity arose to shoot a big fox squirrel and yeah, we killed a we killed a pretty nice fox squirrel. That's that's fun. Uh, so now we're gonna go back up there and we're gonna actually squirrel hunt. And I guess we're gonna rabbit hunt too. Which I hope we rabbit hunt. I'd rather rabbit hunt than squirrel hunt because I love rabbit. Dude, hunting. I've only rabbit hunted one time and it was an epic failure. The only like three or four rabbits I tried to shoot, I either missed or I couldn't get the safety off my gun to shoot in time. So <laughs> they're man, quick, they, man. They are. They're so. Quick. Yeah, I'm super excited. So, again, for anyone that doesn't know who Kevin Murphy is, he is, I guess, you know. I'm not... Stephen Ornella describes him as the world's greatest small yeah, game that's hunter. Stephen Ornella, of course, meat eater for anyone that uh, is in the, um, like I said, the podcasting world. But anyone that looks at, you know, looks up to Stephen Ornella. Hunting, hunting, hunting media. Hunting media hunting will media. know who Stephen Ornella is. Because I know there's some guys that listen to our podcast that do not know who Stephen Ornella is. Uh, which, by the way, if you don't listen to his podcast meter, you need to. Um, You're missing yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. Very, very entertaining. Lots of knowledge. Always a good time. Um, now, let's see. When did Kevin do the movie with him? Did they do a movie? Um, quite. Let's see. When was that? When was that? I was. 
not a movie, movie but like a Netflix episode, or whatever. Oh, that, that's what Kevin calls it. He, he, he does call it a movie, movie, and he's got me saying that now. It's like, oh, God, man, I TV love shows. Kevin. He's like, oh, I was in a movie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess. Yeah, uh, that was a, two years yep. ago, I guess. Uh, he uh, Basically, the story behind that, behind that Meat Eater episode, uh, which I know a lot of people know what episode we're talking about, the one that won all the awards, it was when they were squirreling rabbit hunting. Uh, Kevin... If I remember correctly, um, Kevin met Steve Ranella at some gun show or trade show or something like that. And he ran into Steve Ranella and he got in a conversation with him about uh, like kids hunting. And he's like, hey, man, um, not all kids can go like elk hunt or antelope hunt, but every kid can go squirrel hunt, you know, at least in the eastern mm-hmm, United yep. States. And, uh, and you know, Steve Ranella kind of, I guess it kind of, like stuck with him a little bit and so they kind of kept it in the back of their mind and then i think he said that uh a while while later like maybe later that fall or the next fall or something like that uh Giannis reached out to him and said like hey we're in kentucky uh or i'm in kentucky uh i'm trying to kill some squirrels what should i do and kevin uh being the woodsman that he is like gave a long drawn out explanation of the weather like i think he mentioned something like yeah there's gonna be a cold snap and then three days later they'll come a fog and then after that fog all the squirrels will be moving and that that's exactly what happened and they were impressed and and anyways long story short they ended up like going and filming the episode with them and that episode won a bunch of awards and everything and it was all great and dandy and is a is a really entertaining show to watch so we're gonna go basically do exactly what they did in that meat eater episode, and we're gonna go hopefully rabbit hunt and squirrel mm-hmm. hunt behind Kevin's dogs. Yeah, which is gonna be awesome because I've never hunted behind dogs, period, uh, except for the. Wait, okay, you were rabbit uh, hunting. Okay, I was gonna say hunt? except for that one rabbit hunt. Yes. Okay, that we were behind some beagles, and it was very entertaining because these small rabbits absolutely worn out these beagles. Um, I've never. I've, I love beagles, man. I love I've never beagles. seen a rabbit swim across a body of water in my entire life. And I saw a swamp rabbit book it across a slough. And these, these you know, beagles are on one side. He was swimming across the other side. It's like, you know, 100 yards away. You're, you know, you can't get a shot at it. I'm like, I'm impressed. You know, these are some pretty cool animals. Plus, yeah. they're huge. Oh, my God. Swamp rabbits are ginormous. Yeah, they're big rabbits, man. Yeah, uh, next week. You know, when we're up there, I'm sure we'll end up recording a podcast with Kevin and Mr. Benny and Colton and everybody. And Mr. Benny will have all kinds of stories about swamp rabbits because we've spent a lot of time in Alabama hunting them and swamps and everything. And I remember specifically one day uh, we were like standing around this creek running some rabbit dogs on a pretty big chunk of public land in central Alabama. And there was a tornado path through there. And it was just this thick, nasty stuff where a tornado had blown down the whole forest. And at the bottom of it, there's a beaver pond. And we were standing next to this beaver pond where the creek kind of flowed out of that beaver pond where the overflow is happening. And we're all standing there, and uh, Mr. Benny looks over, and there's a swamp rabbit swimming right up the middle of the creek. I mean, just I mean, just swimming right up the creek. And he shot it in the water and ran over there and got it. <laughs> so, I mean, they're like semi-aquatic, man. They're not afraid mm-hmm. of water at all. Yeah, no, it's pretty fascinating. So... You know, super excited to spend some time with Kevin Murphy. We know we had an awesome time with him over the summer with our little camping trip. You know, definitely, you know, good friends with him ever since then. You know, talked to him quite often. And, you know, just a great guy. I mean, absolutely phenomenal, you know, person. Fun as hell to be around. I mean, absolutely hilarious humor. 
you know, he's a good guy to always be around, you know, always has something funny to talk about. Cool story. So, you know, it's going to make for first, first, very nice, yeah, yeah, very dude. nice. But it's going to make for, first of all, an awesome, you know, couple of videos because we're going to be filming all those hunts and everything. So that's going to be great. It's going to be awesome because hopefully we're going to record two different podcasts with him. Um, so that's, that's going to be absolutely phenomenal that I know, you know, all of, you know, all you guys, you know, everyone's listening right now is going to really, really enjoy listening to him. And then also, I think he's going to try to set up, we're going to try to do a podcast, a true small game kind of round table podcast with a bunch of different guys that, you know, hunt everything from rabbits, squirrels, coons to also some waterfowl guys as well, kind of get together and, you know, talk about, you know, houndsmen and everything else. So it should be a really good time. Um, but I'm super, super, super excited about that. It's, it's going to be. Like I said, a great time. Uh, it's going to make for really good memories, just like the week, just like over the summer. And I know Mr. Benny and uh, Colton's going to really enjoy it, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. It is going to be a great time. And in the meantime, before we go up there, I'm hoping to shoot another deer. Um, we'll see. Oh yeah, so <clears throat> random random tangent here. Uh, me and JT. Yesterday went to North Alabama to hunt some public land. We got a hot tip, uh, some nice insider information, oh, hold, hold which I will not mention. We will not talk. We're oh, not going to talk about it. Listen, guys. Listen, listen, listen. This is all I'm going to say. It's all. It's all I'm going to say. I, I see my wavelengths are off the charts right now, so I apologize for your eardrums, everybody. But listen, Andrew, working his sweet daddy magic over here. The sweet top. The sweet talking about? some biologists, whether they're male or female, we will not get into that. But he's sweet talking some biologists, and uh, no, they were they were just very very kind and happened to give me uh, some really good information on where to hunt. And they were right, man. I went in there and I saw some bucks. I mean, that's sure hilarious. Enough. That just goes to show you if you if you're like intimidated about hunting public land, call the biologist, dude. They'll help you. They want you to come hunt the land they manage. They work really hard to get it good, you know, and they like to see people utilize it. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, I got a good Even tip, better man. if you got a little southern boy charm. That's all I'm going to say. So, <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 oh, I kind of want to throw out a name, but I don't want to. No. Mm. No. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Yeah, no. You're, he's joking, everybody. I did not. I did not do any charm. <laughs> I'm engaged. Hey, listen, listen. It's, it's like window shopping. I mean, I mean, you're, you're just, you know. Oh my God! Where is this podcast going? Where is this podcast? Tiffany, going? it's okay. It's just like window hey, shopping. Tiffany, it's okay. I mean, you know, you know, Tiffany's gonna smack you next time. She Dude, she, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so don't worry, and don't let her listen to this podcast. We'll be fine, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. She she listens to some of them. It's kind of random, but but Tiffany, if you hear this, uh, let's see, what what what's what are some some stakes? Like what what could I say here? If you if you buy this, uh, or I mean if you buy this, if you listen to this, I'll buy you uh, some new makeup. What a loser! Go. Oh my god! What a horrible! What a horrible fiance! <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a horrible fiance. God. I'm terrible. I'm Man. the worst. But this is a test. So if she listens to this and she's like, hey, I heard what you said. You owe me something. I'll, I'll buy her some I'll buy her some makeup. better than that. Her coming up behind you slapping you in the back uh, of the head. That's... Man, dude, it's crazy how much money women spend on makeup. I swear. Dude, like, we should open up oh We should open gosh. up our own makeup business. If, if... All right. No, this, this, is, this <laughs> is getting way out in the weeds. Okay. 
Back to deer. All right, so we, we go to this place. We, uh, we're we looking for bucks. We see two bucks. One of these bucks, this is the only thing I'm going to say about this, and then we're moving on to something else. One of these bucks, um, so so me and JT are getting dressed at the car. We're putting our camo on, and I got the Halon, which uh, I got for Christmas, and um, I sighted it in the other day with field points. And I'm like, hey, I need to make sure my broadheads are shooting right out of this thing. So I take JT's target and I walk like 20 yards down the road, set it down, and I walk back to the truck and I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my bow out. And I look over my shoulder and there's like a nice eight point walking right behind my target. No freaking way. Yeah, I just paced out there and he's like, he kind of comes out there and he like bounds a few times, but uh, I'm trying to get my bow out and um, can't get it up in time. And we're standing there, and this thing just runs, like, runs across this field we're next to. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what is this place? And then these two dogs come trotting up the road that were behind it. I was like, oh, man. But, yeah, that was crazy, dude. I was like, I set up the target, and a freaking buck ran right behind it. So, And then we went on to find a bunch of freaking deer sign. Just couldn't capitalize on it. So, But it is definitely a place that we're going to be back to, and I got a hot tip from another local about turkeys, which I will fill you in Woo! on Jacob later because we haven't Let's talked go. about it yet. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I told that guy I'd see him in March. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Cool. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. So your, uh, your, your southern charm got you to a really cool hunting spot that, by the way, oh, did, did it God. seem like it was untouched, or was there any kind of hunting pressure you could tell from any kind of trash, or what would it look like? There's definitely guys small game hunting it, but they weren't small game hunting the exact place that we were. As far as deer hunting goes, uh, there's hardly anybody deer hunting Sweet. it. So, I mean, hardly so, anybody. Which is one reason that that I I was able to get some info from the biologists because they're like, hey, you know, this place is kind of underutilized. I'll be glad to help you out. Um, because I was I had a completely different area in mind because I was asking them about this one area about what the habitat was like and they're like don't go over Dude, there. You know what? Sounds like you should write an article about this spot. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, you ain't... it it is a place where uh, me and you will definitely Sweet. go there uh, after deer season. You'll you'll love it. You will absolutely hey, we love stop, it. Yeah, if we there, can stop a turkey in the face with some TSS, that'd be even better. So hey. Oh, I got some TSS for Christmas. Old oh, Santa really? Claus dropped me some TSS. In really? The what? What? Yeah. What? What'd you get? Yeah. Uh, I got some number nine shot, okay. three inch, three inch shells. Number Very nine. Very nice, shot. dude. That's gonna be. No more, Mister Nice Guy. Yes, exactly. Sorry. No more. Uh, no more shoulders. So, you know. Yeah. Who yeah, needs them anyways? Man. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure nowadays you can get like a replacement well, shoulder. I'm telling no you, man. Shoot. I mean, if if Tua Tungabailoa can get his little, you know, high ankle sprain surgery done and freaking <laughs> kick some butt, dude, I think you can get a new shoulder. No big deal. Yeah, how about that game yesterday? Holy yeah, crap! Awesome. Man, roll to the tide. Hopefully we, Holy hopefully we don't crap. have any Oklahoma Sooner fans on here. If we do, apologize, guys, about that. Dude, those boys were playing violent towards the end yep. of that game. I mean, you could tell those teams were pissed at each other. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Williams was a douche and freaking destroyed Murray's face. <laughs> yeah, he basically ripped his oh head my off. God. I was telling you about that meme earlier where it was like, what, what's that guy's name? It's like Quentin. It's like, Williams yeah, Qu- Quentin like Williams, yeah. It's like, has Quentin Williams injured you? Call me, Oklahoma, and it's Alexander Dude, Schnorr. That's epic. <laughs> that's awesome. 
<laughs> what a... Oh, man. Whoever came up with that meme deserves a what dollar. Legend. But uh, anyways, ATA. ATA. All right, so back at you. Uh, we experienced a slight interruption because Mr. Myers, the ginger bow hunter, uh, did not plug in his microphone, in fact. Well, I did. It was just like halfway through. We paused it, unplugged it, try to figure out where exactly where we were at, and never plugged it back in. So, Why did you unplug it? Dude, I had because I have – dude, don't, I'll talk to you later about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, that weird audio change, uh, that, that is why. That is yep. why. So anyways, ATA. Yeah, it is definitely my fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so ATA, we're we're gonna be traveling to Louisville, Kentucky, on the tenth, I guess. Yep. To partake in the Archery Trade Association show, uh, where pretty much all of the new bow hunting products out there are are showcased and introduced. So all the new bows, all the new bow sights. All, like a lot of new blinds, just uh, like anything you can think of is going to be showcased there. Um, we're really excited about it. We're going there as members of the media, so we will be documenting everything, hopefully recording lots of podcasts, and uh, meeting a whole bunch of new people. So we're we're crazy excited about that. Oh yeah, dude, it's going to be an awesome time. I'm super excited, but it's like one of those, it's like anything, it's like, you know, you talk to your, your uh, cousin Adam, you know, going to SHOT Show, SHOT Show, you know, the first couple times you go, it's pretty awesome. After that, it gets kind of kind of boring. But you know, for yeah, our at first, first, you're like kind of starstruck because you're seeing a lot of like famous people. Yeah, but is I'm what sh- he said. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure ATA is gonna be pretty freaking legit, dude. Um, I'm so, excited. Yeah, it, it, it ought to be a hell of a time. 2019, is uh, gonna have a lot. We're we're doing several brand new things in 2019, uh, and. Really, it's going to be some things like a little bit different content-wise, I think. Uh, but also, we're going to be trying to bring you guys some pretty cool deals, pretty cool giveaways and everything from several uh, companies that I think that you guys are going to enjoy. We're not going to say anything just yet, but we got a lot of stuff in the works right now. So, yeah, we'll leave it at that for now. But yep, yep, exactly. Hopefully more developments on that uh, over the course of the next month. Yep, exactly. So, anyways, um, if, if you like monthly giveaways, monthly deals, then you're going to enjoy what we're going to have coming out. So, hope you guys enjoy that. Um, other than that, ATL is going to be a blast. We're going to have a hell of a time up there. Uh, meet, meet with a bunch of different friends we have. You know, through the podcast over this past year, that's going to be nice to kind of either meet in person for the first time or just re- you know, touch base with. Uh, which, by the way, Andrew, uh, i got to talk to you afterwards, but uh, I hopeful soon to be contributor to the podcast uh is going to be there uh which i'll talk to you afterwards but it's gonna be a heck of a time to kind of touch base with those guys as well all right um first i've heard of that but all right that's all i'm talking about <laughs> i hope you're excited so anyways yeah. um oh that yeah it's gonna be a hell of a time so but i feel like we're just i feel like we're just teasing some folks hey hey i, I specialize in teasing so it's whatever man <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Sometimes you can't let them have the whole package up front, man. You gotta work. You gotta let them work at it for a little bit. Oh so. man, oh, is that is that what they teach you in like salesman school? No, that's, what they, that's what they teach you at the ginger bow hunting school. So <laughs> you can't let them all have it up front. So oh, man. You, gotta, you gotta let them work for it. So, anyways, hopefully, guys, hopefully, whoever's still listening, <laughs> all like all like four of them. Oh god. <laughs> 
That'll, that'll be a problem. Having a good time. That'll be oh, a problem. God. But anyways, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Other than that, um, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much ready to go, dude. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome 2019. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up, guys. So stay tuned with what we get going on. Uh, we're gonna be traveling quite a lot during turkey season. I'll say that. Yeah. From, from Andrew's. Um, Andrew, what Andrew's been telling me that we're what we're gonna be doing. So it's gonna be a hell of a time. I'm super excited. Hopefully we're gonna smack some turkeys in the face. Also in the, there... also in the off season, hopefully we're gonna smack some coyotes in the face as well because we went coyote hunting back home in Alabama and that was a epic fail. Epic fail. Yeah. Well it wasn't a complete failure. I mean it was everything other than missing a, a coyote. That's what yeah. happened. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh but yeah, uh, what uh, so yeah, tur- turkey season is going to be awesome. I got to ask you a question, Jacob. Oh God. Um, in your opinion, for this year, since this is the year ender, mm. what was what was our was our deer content better or our turkey content better? Oh, you man. tell me first, and then you ask me, Ooh. and I'll give you my opinion. Oh, you're hurting me, man. Oh man, turkey. Season. I know my answer. I don't. I don't even have to think I, about it. I don't I'm, know gonna, my I'm, I'm probably gonna say turkey. Season. Turkey season was turkey phenomenal. season was better, man. Yeah, I, I think our turkey awesome. content. Was better than our deer content. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. So we're gonna hopefully kick butt with turkey content again this year. Because last year, like, the, I, I don't want to like brag ourselves up, but the only reason that I'm kind of I'm kind of talking that up is because I learned so much from it. Because I'm not necessarily like an a, like a seasoned turkey hunter. I haven't been turkey hunting that long. Uh, and I had like, I've had two or three years in a row where I killed one Turkey. And then last year I killed three and I believe it's pretty much a hundred percent because of this podcast and what I learned from our guests. So if you're, if you're a Turkey nut like me, uh, and you really are dying for some Turkey content cause you know, winter rolls on deer season, you get kind of burned out and you're like, all right, man, I'm ready to, I'm ready for a Turkey to be screaming in my face. Uh, go back and listen to some of our Turkey episodes because in my opinion, they were probably better than our deer episodes. Uh, I had a great time recording all of them, and I learned quite a bit from them. Yeah, and it was a phenomenal season. Absolutely had a blast turkey hunting. Um, you know, had my only success in North Carolina while hunting with our buddy Greg Broadway. But, you know, other than that, it, it was still just a hell of a time. You know, I had a chance in, in um, Georgia. Also hunted in Ohio and Florida with, with really no luck at all. Um, but... I'm super excited for this season. I mean, tur- turkey season is going to be awesome. You know, we're going to be hitting the strut report super hard, which was one thing that really helped us grow very quickly was the strut report. Everybody really enjoyed it across the country just because it gave you a really good insight on what the turkey activity was like in certain areas of the country. And it really was pretty accurate from what we were getting feedback-wise. So I was super excited about that coming this season as well. Yeah, I'm really excited about the strut report too. Uh, I I enjoyed tuning into the strut report every week because uh, that's something that you primarily took took care of, kind of like the uh, buck report. And uh, I learned a lot from the guys uh, with the strut report, which I think the strut report was also better than the buck report. Uh, I feel like deer season kind of caught us off guard a little bit. Like like deer season got here and it was like, I mean it's deer hunting. It's a uh, it's like how do I put it? Deer hunting is like heavier weight than turkey hunting. Like it, like it takes, it takes. Uh, how do I, how do I word this? Um, deer hunting is just more work than turkey hunting. Period. And and producing media for deer hunting is also more complicated, I think, than turkey hunting. 
because uh, like you know deer hunting you got to go out and you know you got to carry your saddle and your climbing method and your bow and you got to carry all this stuff and you got if you shoot a deer it's gonna you got you got to mess with the deer and you got to get it out of there somehow and it weighs 100 pounds or more and with a turkey you shoot it and you just walk out of there with it over your shoulder and i feel like the media for for deer and turkey hunting is kind of the same way like for some reason i feel like we we struggled more with the deer hunting media than the turkey hunting media what do you, what, what do you think? I mean, yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. I think it was just kind of like, you know, we were for sure all in on turkey hunting. I think we had so much stuff going on during deer season. It was kind of like very hit or miss. Um, but, you know, no matter what, you know, super excited about 2019 and, and turkey season. It's going to be a heck of a way to kind of kick off, you know, the, uh, you know, I guess we should be turkey hunting sometime in March if we can get down to Florida. So, mm-hmm. You know, we don't have too terribly long until then, so that's going to be super exciting. But, uh, you know, I don't know, dude. Uh, I, I definitely think, though, that turkey season definitely had a lot more feedback from it. And it's something that I think a lot of people are definitely keen on. Because, you know, I think everybody grows up deer hunting. And it's one of those things that, like, you know, just go sit in your stand, this and that. But when it's turkey hunting, to me, there's a little bit more of an art to turkey hunting, at least to be, like, consistently yeah. successful. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, because, I mean, you can get lucky deer hunting because you're just kind of sitting there. You're not really – you don't have to call necessarily or anything like that. Where turkey hunting, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think you have to be, you know, at least decent at calling, especially if you're hunting, you know, pressured birds. And then also, you know, setups are, you know, key. Only, you know, having the correct setup ready to go uh, to be able to harvest a bird. But, you know, other than that, you know, just ready to go for turkey season. It's going to be a heck of a year. Yeah, man, I'm cocked like I'm ready to rock, Doc. For, uh, for turkeys I'd, anybody, okay so anybody who lives in Alabama knows about you know highway 65 all right just north of Montgomery on 65 there's a bunch of farms like soybeans I think this year it was soybeans or cotton or something or something like that uh, on those farms just just north of Montgomery on 65 and anybody that drives through there knows what I'm talking about well I was driving through there today and in one of those fields, there was like 15 turkeys, and two of them were strutting. I was like, oh, 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 man, can't be doing that to me at this time of year. Like, I got to stay focused. I got to go kill some more deer. I want to kill at least two more this year. I can't be thinking about turkeys like that, but oh, my gosh, man. I'm so ready for turkey season. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, I think I think we ought to wrap it up at that, you know. Yeah. Definitely excited for 2019. Your choices is going to be phenomenal. You know, hunting with Kevin Murphy is going to be a hell of a time. Y'all are going to really enjoy the content we're going to be putting out for that. And then, of course, you know, this turkey season in ATA, it's going to be a hell of a time. You're really going to, I think, enjoy what we're going to be doing, who we're going to be hunting with and kind of going with this spring. I think it's going to be really fun, really good time. But other than that, guys, uh, we've enjoyed 2018. I hope you all have as well. And 2019 is going to be bigger and better, so let's get ready and get going. Amen, brother. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening. Because, you know, starting this thing out, we just started it because, I don't even know, we we, we just wanted to. You know, as kind of a hobby, uh, I don't know, just to be kind of a... Uh, produce some content that wasn't out there before uh southern public land content there really wasn't much out there for southern public land hunting period and we wanted to i guess spearhead that uh avenue of media so you know if nobody else was doing it i guess we wanted to jump in and do it and uh help people if we could because me and jacob both know kind of what it's like to be uh that new public land hunter that really doesn't know what's going on and 
and there's there just wasn't much out there on the internet or on social media or anything like that to to help you learn so hopefully we've helped some people learn over the course of this last year and uh we've been blown away by the support and the growth uh you know thank you guys for sharing us around with your friends thank you guys for tuning in every week you know i <laughs> i didn't know where this thing would go but it's grown to many many thousands of downloads and we can't thank y'all enough for that seriously um so with that being said you know i i'd like to end the year on that a big fat thank you to all of our listeners Look, last summer, y'all heard us talk a bunch about the Mobile Hunters Expo. It was an incredible event. A bunch of you guys came out to meet us. We got to talk to, I don't even know how many listeners. If you heard all that last year and you were like, dang, that sounded cool. I should have went to that. Here's your chance. You need to make it to this one. It's June 28th through June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. All right. Giving you a heads up here. So go ahead and mark it on your calendar. June 28th through June 30th, Dalton, Georgia is going to be the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. We're going to be there. A bunch of our past podcast guests are going to be there. There's going to be seminars. All of the mobile hunting companies are going to be there for you to try out gear before you buy it. It's like the one event of the year where all of the the, like the mobile hunter ecosystem just kind of congregates in one place. And Chris and Josh and the guys have done an absolutely phenomenal job putting this thing together over the last couple years. And it keeps getting better every year. So like I said, make sure you come see us. We're going to have a gigantic stack of free stickers to give away to every listener that stops by the booth. And we're going to have merch there to purchase. We're going to be recording podcasts, shooting videos, all kinds of stuff. So like I said, don't miss it. You can head on over to the mobilehuntersexpo.com to look at show schedules and dates and go ahead and grab your tickets. So y'all go check it out at the mobilehuntersexpo.com.